Oh. Hi, Chanel. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I've been following you, oh my God, for like five years now. Like for real? I, I, I found out about you through a um, YouTube video. Someone had interviewed you about learning Sami. And that was the first time I ever heard of that language. And I was just so amazed how you just immersed yourself for three months. No, no other language other than that language. And I was just like, I have to interview this girl one day <laughs> when I get my own show. And I, I was just introduced to the polyglot community at that time. So I, was, I hardly knew anybody. So I was just like, oh, wow, this is awesome. So I um, fast forward five years later um, and 205 episodes later, um, I said, well, you know, I wanted to look into Sammy and I found some Sammy material that was accessible um, with my screen reader. And I said, I want to interview her. And so um, thank you for coming on the show to talk about your experience learning Sammy and being a polyglot and living in Norway. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Um, I would say, um, how did you get started in, 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 you know, language learning? I mean, what, what made you want to study languages? Uh, well, from, I guess, Early on, from the young age, I've always been interest, interested in languages, and uh, I went to private English classes. Uh, I'm from Ukraine, by the way, so okay. that's, um, pretty much the only way to learn English properly, to take private classes. And um, after that, at the age of 16, I started learning Spanish and Polish at the same time. But I come from a relatively small town, uh, which mm -hmm. is like a million people in the south of Ukraine, and I haven't had many um yeah there weren't that many possibilities to practice these languages there so i uh, um yeah i pretty much forgot all the spanish and polish i knew back then and then i uh, traveled to serbia at the age of 18 and i guess that i can say that's when my language journey started uh, so i learned serbian also in three months and uh then uh, yeah, I, uh, other languages followed. I went to Germany and I started traveling. And then at the age of 21, I ended up in Norway. And that's where I learned most of my languages uh, at home. And also, of course, uh, I lived in um, the capital, Oslo. And that's a very international city. So it's uh, really easy to learn languages in Oslo. Um, so that's <laughs> that's a recap. Oh, wow. What, what made you... Um... Um, pick Norway. Uh, that's a long story. <laughs> um, let me see. How do, do you um being in Norway? Just you know, as um someone who who moved there and and learned the majority of your languages, um. Had you had heard of the Sami language prior to moving, or was it after you got settled in Norway? That's a good question. Well, uh, as a Russian uh, from Ukraine, like uh, 
I know, and I mean, I guess most of Russians know about the minority languages that are present in uh, the, Ruff the Russian Federation, and there are so, mm -hmm. so many. Uh, so mm -hmm. I don't know about all of them, but I've, I've known, I've heard about the Sami language before. I didn't, yeah, I've obviously never met a Sami person before because south of Ukraine and north of Russia is <laughs> very far away. Uh, but uh, I've always had a fascination with Finnish, the Finnish language. I, mm -hmm. I was about 12 or 13. I've always wanted, I also like Finnish music, you know, as a teenager. So I always wanted to learn the Finnish language and that uh, appealed to me. Um, and yeah, Sami, I mean, I didn't know that much, but I knew it existed. And then I moved to Norway and then I don't really know like why I set my dream of, uh, you know, traveling to Finland and getting to know the Finnish language uh, behind, I, I, I can't really tell, but uh, at the end I met, uh, well, I mean, I started learning Norwegian. And when you learn Norwegian uh, in the introductory courses, they briefly mention that, uh, well, in Norway, apart from Norwegians, there are also, there is also a, a group of people called Sami, uh, the Samis. And I thought like, hmm. And then somehow, I don't know, like actually why, you know, many people ask me this question, obviously, why? You know, and I, I, I can't really tell. I, I guess that it was just somehow like, you know, calling <laughs> me. Right, like, yeah. That's interesting because, um, you know, people ask me the same question. Well, why are you learning this language? Well, if you have a feeling about something and you're pulled to it, evidently you need to learn something of it. Yeah. You know? And um, I mean, I was just like really like, I don't know, blown away pretty much by you just lived it and breathed it and there was no English, no Russian, no other language. It was just Sammy 24-7. Well, uh, that's that's not entirely correct. I have to correct you here because uh, maybe right. you misunderstood. Uh, so basically, when I attended the course, there right. was no other language. That is correct. But right. uh, since it's a very low-budget course and we paid a very little fee, the classes were every um, other week. So okay. that was every other week and only on weekends. So I live, lived and breathed uh, Sami only on Saturdays and Sundays and not, unfortunately, not even every week. So we're talking about, you know, September, October, November, uh, every other weekend. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, because the way that it was shot, it looked like you were in it 24-7. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, well, not not exactly, but now you know. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, obviously, you know, when you study language that intensively, because we were there from early morning until I don't, I don't even remember until like five or six p.m. So obviously, like you know, I was in, immersed in the language, but I pretty much went on with my daily life in uh, Norwegian. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, because I was like, she actually did this for three. Man, I would have been. Oh my god. <laughs> No, but you know what? Um, the uh, school, uh, it was a collaboration between the um, Sami Cultural uh, Center in Oslo, which is called the Sami House, uh, uh -huh. and uh, uh -huh. the uh, uh, Sami uh, University College, uh, which is in Wodegeno, uh, Kertikeno, in the north of Norway. So when you go there as a student, then, I mean, of course, 
you immerse yourself in the language entirely. And uh, instead, the school traveled to us. And, you know, they and they had to actually fly the teachers like every other weekend because obviously they also have to pay for the, you know, expenses, accommodation, uh, plane tickets and so on. So uh, that's why there was not a full immersion. Uh, had I traveled there, then it would have been different. But I've never lived in okay. Norway. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good to know because I, I had the opinion that you had went through full immersion. I was like... Unfortunately, not. <laughs> now, okay, I'm just curious as far as resources. I mean, were, were the resources, I'm sure they were limited yeah. like, to what you could use. Of course, yes. Uh, we had pretty much uh, one uh, set of books, uh, like one book called Dabin. And uh, that's the book that is commonly used uh, for Sami language courses in Norway. Uh, for adults, I have to add, it's uh, right. Sami children or Sami teenagers, they use other stuff. So like, this is for non-native speakers. And uh, right. yeah, that's, I mean, back then, and that was many years ago, like how many years ago was that? Probably seven years ago or so. So that's what was available back then. I mean, now there are more, a lot more resources and uh, there are some good websites that are uh, well-developed, but back then there was not that much. There was a dictionary, online dictionary that I still use. And um, yeah, like some video here and there, but uh, not that much. Yeah, because I, I had um, told a few people, I said, I wanted to learn another indigenous language. I picked up a little bit of Irish over the spring because um, I was reviewing it for the Michelle Thomas method. And then I said, I want to learn Sammy. And I was like, I need to find Irina. Like I, and what, what, what was so uh, um, cool about it was I was talking to someone I had met at the Polyglot Conference online event this year because I had spoke at it. Uh, I was a speaker for the first time. And they had told me that they, because I had said, I had saw this girl on YouTube and she lives in Norway and she learned Sami language and then there was like Irina Dahl and I was like yeah yeah and, and then she they were like oh I know her and I'm like really oh my god and then I I said I had to look you up and I was like wait YouTube and then I found you and I was like I wonder if she's on Facebook <laughs> and, and I I mean like because um I I didn't find very much material for for um for Sammy, because I wanted to talk about Sammy at length, the, the language and the people. And I know that there's probably like, what, 100,000 people so far, I think, that's left that speaks No, Sammy. no, 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 no. No, it's like no? 25,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's 25,000 plus one, which is me. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, so it's less than that. Okay. I mean, there are, I believe that there are like 70,000 Samis in at all, like all the Samis. And then you have to consider that there are nine different Sami languages. So, you know, like right. speaking about, uh, like I, I, I just returned to, from Mexico, you know, and uh, uh, our guides told us, well, I speak Maya. And I instantly asked him, uh, which Maya? Uh, because there are so many Maya languages. So it's it's the same thing here. Uh, there are like actually nine Sami languages. And some of the Sami languages they uh, have, for example, Kildin Sami has about 300 speakers left. And that's 
Oh, wow. Yeah, and that one is spoken in Russia, so you can imagine why there are so few left. And uh, the one that I speak is called uh, Dave Samigela, Northern Sami, and that one is spoken by 25,000 because it's spoken in Finland, Sweden, and Norway. So uh, all the three countries, that's why there are so many people because it's in different countries. And But in total, like in general, there are about 70,000 people who recognize themselves oh, wow. as Sami, but they do not, unfortunately, speak the language anymore. Oh, wow. I mean, because I was reading up on some of it, because I, I know that you talk to people, have a Southern Sami course. And I was like, okay, so what's the difference between Northern Sami and Southern Sami? <laughs> um, and I know that um, the memorized people, when you go on the actual website, they actually do have Northern Sami and they have Southern Sami. And I'm like, okay, so now you've answered my question about northern sami but i'm just curious like is southern sami a much more smaller population of, of course yes because northern sami is the the biggest and then goes yulev uh, uh which is also called um sami in um Norway. Okay. and that one is like a bit bigger um I, I i don't want to offend anyone so i really don't remember how many people speak it but uh, obviously a lot less uh, than 25,000. And then there is Southern, it's, it has even less people. It's spoken only in Sweden and Norway. It's not, there are no Southern speak, uh, Sami speakers in Sp Finland and Russia. So only Sweden and Norway. And um, there is also Umesami. I believe that uh, Memrise has uh, Umesami course there. I'm, I'm not entirely no. sure because uh, I'm not learning any Sami languages anymore. I stopped at just one for now. And um, Umesami is a close relative to Southern Sami and it's spoken about by about 10 to 20 people, I believe. Oh, yes, wow. and that is very, very, very sad. But uh, I have um, a favorite singer uh, who sings in Umesami and she's uh, one of the few younger speakers left. So I, if you want to check her out, her name is Katarina Barruk uh b-a-w-u-k and uh yeah she's she's amazing you know and uh that's like hearing a language that might disappear in just you know 20 30 years who knows that's really hard oh, wow. yeah so um there is that but uh, yeah southern sami uh you would have a really hard time finding anyone to practice with i can see that right right yeah, because I, I I also too did a I dabbled a little bit in Finnish last summer um, when I heard um, Professor Arguelles um, adventure over in Finland um, for the two weeks that he was there or the month that he was there learning the Finnish language like uh, through immersion and it it was it was quite amazing. Um, to watch him learn it, you know, um, he had like a little grammar book and he would ask people questions and, um, you know, it was all in Finnish. Mm -hmm. And he said he, he did a, he did a quick immersion. He learned a lot, but he's like, there was still a lot more to learn, but he really enjoyed the, the process of it. Um, cause he's teaching, um, that course along with a whole bunch of other languages at Concordia University here in Minnesota and um, they have like their little language villages and I'm sitting here thinking to myself um, 
while I was watching this video, I was still thinking about the Sami language and I was supposed to interview you today. And I'm like, uh, you know, I wonder how many people really, you know, know that this language is, you know, dying out. I mean, there. last year was the year of the indigenous languages. And I'm just really surprised that this language hasn't gotten as much attention as you know, a lot of other languages. Uh, well, uh, last year was a big year for the Northern Sami language and, well, I guess for the Sami people in general. And unfortunately, uh, I have to admit that the Northern Sami gets more attention than, for example, uh, the Southern Sami, you know, for obvious reasons, but it's a pity. Right. And uh, why was it a big year? Because uh, you might have heard of the movie Frozen. Uh, the second yes. part, uh, it was dubbed in the Sami language. So that is the first time that, you know, a movie that big, like Disney movie, uh, was uh, dubbed in um, an indigenous language, I believe. And um, yeah, uh, the Sami parliament was invited to Hollywood and they had uh, consultations. And um, uh, yeah, that's the Samis were very, very proud of that. Because as you might know, like the movie is inspired, like we, I mean, who know the Sami culture, we saw it in the first movie. We were like, mm, you know, reindeers and... Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. And in the second movie, there are uh, a lot more, uh, what can I say, like hints or signs of the Sami culture, even though they don't explicitly say that those are Sami people. And uh, yeah, so uh, they gave us that gift, the gift, especially to Sami children, you know, that seeing something that big in their native language is so valuable. And it means a lot, even though I have to say that the translation uh, was like, because there are so many dialects and so, like so many different words the sami language the northern sami language is a very rich language so i watched the movie once and i didn't really understand everything because uh, a lot of people who translated were from finland and they use a little bit different words but overall it was just great uh, so uh, the norwegian sami parliament does a lot uh, to promote the language they put a lot of effort time and resources and money into it and um, I think it's getting better again I'm speaking uh, for the northern Sami language in particular uh, so um, yes there are not that many speakers left but you know what happened what has happened in the recent years for example since I took the course until now is that a lot more young people discover that they are Sami uh, because they didn't know previously. We can talk about that later. Uh, and uh, yeah, they take up the language and they uh, they claim their right because the Norwegian government gives the, the right to anyone to study Sami uh, for free if you have the Sami origins. And um, we have higher education in Sami. You can do your entire degree in Sami. You can... Um, uh have you know you can watch tv in sami i mean of course that will be rather limited maybe you know news and a couple of uh, tv programs tv shows and uh yeah some cartoons for kids but i mean of course not as much as in norwegian but it's something uh you can read newspapers in sami you can do yeah like many many things in sami much more than for example in other languages like maya um when I was told like a couple of days ago that they, they don't even write, at least for the for that version of Maya, they don't, don't even have the script. The script for Northern Sami was adopted in 1975. So, uh, you know, there are books, uh, there are novels, uh, children's books, anything you want in the Sami language. So I think it's uh, doing 
pretty well, a lot more than, a lot better than other indigenous languages, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't uh, keep, you know, continue fighting for it and continue just, I think that just by talking about it, it really helps a lot uh, to make people aware that it exists and that it needs attention. Yeah, because I, I know, I know for a fact that um, for me personally, Sorry. One finger swipe right. Shut up. Play silver. Low battery. Okay. Close button. Speech off. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Everything in my house talks. <laughs> um, but for me personally, it's you know, someone asked me, Well, will you ever learn an indigenous language? And I said, I have to find something that calls to me. You know, something that has a, a real story behind it. And I mean, like, I remember I had said I was I was at the participating in the conference last month and I said, I'm I'm considering learning Sammy. And someone mm -hmm. said, Why? I was like, Because there's not that many people left that speak it. It's 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 dying out. I find it to be a very interesting language. I've been it's been on my mind for the past five years. And I said, if I'm going to learn anything, any type of indigenous language, why not learn something that's not, I mean, I'm, I'm African-American and I'm from the U.S., but at the end of the day, you know, it, it's something that it kind of pulled me into that direction when I, you know, I saw the video five years ago and I'm like, what is this? Mm -hmm. I've never heard of this, you know, or these people. Like I, I saw a video recently, and they, um, the, the there was some people here in Alaska. They, they have Sami heritage, but they don't know their language, and they want to learn it. And I was just like, wow. Like I did watch Frozen too, um, in English, and then I listened to it in Sami, with Sami subtitles and Sami dialogue. Actually, I listened to. The actual dialogue track first because when voiceover reads it it reads it out loud and it it overpowers the dialogue so um i did that and i was just like oh this is so awesome even though i didn't understand a word of it, <laughs> it was like, i was so excited i was like oh my god it's beautiful right i went well yeah, I, I mean, I was just so shocked. I was like, okay, so what other, I, I was like, so is Disney going to do it for everything they have? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah, because, I, I mean, because it was kind of funny because I sat there and I said, okay, let me see if there's a Braille code for Sammy yet. Not yet. Um, mm -hmm. Because there's Braille codes for just about every language on earth, except mm -hmm. for that one at the moment. And um and I said, oh, that would be kind of cool to be able to read and read and um, Sammy. And because um, I, I downloaded the Southern Sammy and then I was like, OK, well. I didn't know which one to download, which made more sense. So I'll go back and get the Northern Sammy because I that is on the um, memorized um, site, along with the the one that yeah. you had. You missed Sammy. Yes, that's on there too. And um, but I was I was really surprised when I typed in the word Sammy and I found some courses and I was like, oh mm -hmm. my god, 
I was like, when did this pop up? Because I, you know, a long time I I hadn't Mm -hmm. seen anything. So I was just like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Because someone else I know that's in my language group on Facebook, they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm learning. I'm still learning Northern Sami and I, my, you know, and Finnish too. And I'm like, because I was thinking about creating a group for people who wanted to learn Sami, you know, on Facebook or whatever, or Facebook chat group, just in case people wanted to learn it, you know, and, and, and I said, well, um, I'm still considering doing that. Cause I said, you know, this would be the indigenous language I'll spend a year or two on just to to get into my and someone's like well you're never going to Norway or Finland or I was like I don't care is there internet I you know I can I can find people on the internet you live in Minnesota right oh Oh, hi okay yeah there are a lot of people uh in the states with the Sami origin as well I I mean I I don't know they speak the language but I guess they have some they have some kind of meetings gatherings groups i mean i don't know yeah yeah because i mean with the way things are right now and people having to stay home and i was like the internet's the best way to to communicate with people so there's more opportunities to Uh actually meet someone you know because i think that many things including the sami language many things that were not really uh, available online before are more available right now because of the, uh, due to the uh, pandemics, so uh, that's one plus. <laughs> I mean, if there are any pluses, that. Now, I'm just curious for people who would want to know like more information to find more resources for Sammy. I mean, other than what I found, because I only found Utah, and Utah only has Southern Sammy, and um memorize those are the two that i found Uh, i have to say first of all that it's rather challenging if you don't speak norwegian swedish or finnish so uh, that is very difficult because for example um, the dictionary that i mentioned it's from norwegian uh into sami or for sami into norwegian so uh like you know if you could if you let's say uh, speak swedish you could get by but like no swedish and norwegian i mean what you could do is like you know google translate like double but uh it, it's difficult it's hard that's something that i talked about five years ago and uh, it's pretty much still the case uh that you have to speak one of those three languages in order to learn northern sami but um i don't know if you know about a site called uh, omniglot uh, yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. uh, Simon, the owner, he asked me to um, gather some resources for learning uh, the Sami language. And he, I think he has gathered some himself. So that's what I did. So if you go there uh, for to the Northern Sami page, then you will find some. Uh, so those are the resources okay. that I have. That's pretty much it. And then there is also a small dictionary that we uh, made together. So... That should help you. Okay. Yeah, because I um, would love to give some of my um, listeners out there the opportunity to be able to um, research, you know, if they would want to learn Northern Sami. And um, and I, I just, I found it to be such an interesting language in the, the history of, of you know, the people and 
their culture and, and and it's a shame that they weren't allowed to speak their own language that just uh, yeah that has happened in many countries you know i would think that if you have such a diverse uh, you know community of people from all over that all languages would be welcome yeah but I mean, you come from a country where a lot of languages have died, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because um, if you're American Indian here and you actually have proof of that, depending on what tribe you're from, you can be accepted into that tribe. But if you, you know, a lot of times English is the number one lingua franca here, and then you got Spanish, and then, you know, but because we have more influx of people from Asia and the Middle East and Latin America and certain parts of Europe, um, you know, more and more languages are becoming more dominant. Like, we have, like, over 400 languages spoken in this country. However, the main two dominant languages are English and Spanish. So if you know both of those, along with some Mandarin probably, um, and a couple other languages, you'll be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, again, I'm going back to my trip uh, to Mexico because there are so many indigenous languages there. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of um, indigenous groups like Mixtecs, Zapotecs, um, uh, the um, uh, Nahuatl speakers and Maya and so on. And I asked them, like, one of the first questions I asked them was, do you speak like that language, for example, Mixteco or Zapoteco or whatever. And uh, they were like, oh no. And you know, like they clearly looked indigenous and they were like, oh no, no. Yeah, there are some people in that village over there that still speak it, but we have a lot of languages in Mexico, you know, but I don't speak it. And I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, and uh, every every time like I went with this message and I said to everyone, of course, that, you know, and I speak an indigenous language and it's this group of people that live all the way in Norway and they, it's this and that and there's like 25,000 speaking that. So anyhow, um, it seemed to me that, in, for example, in Mexico, it's like basically they all learn English and uh, other European languages, French, German, Italian, uh, because that's what's going to bring you income. That is what is valuable. Uh, you know, income is job, future, opportunity, education. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's all that matters. Like you're not probably going to learn money with uh, Nahuatl or Maya or Zapoteco. And that is very, very sad. But that's the truth. And I asked the members of the indigenous communities, uh, do you think that uh, like in 50 years, for instance, it will still be so that there are some tribes in Mexico that still don't speak Spanish. And they, they were like, no, because our young people are interested in going to cities. They're interested in getting mobile phones and just being like everyone else. So that's, you know, that's the answer <laughs> of why Spanish and English are uh, uh. dominating languages, because those are, um, you could say, uh, handy languages, practical languages. That's languages that you can do something uh, with. And, you know, with for instance, with Sami, right. you know, or uh, yeah, even the languages that I just mentioned, and I'm sure that there are speakers of those in uh, in the United States as well. But what are you going to do with them? You know, will they hire you to speak uh, Maya in the United States? I don't think so, unfortunately. Um, so that's why. Right. I mean, that's right. that's the truth. You know, I learned it out of pure enthusiasm, and um, I never thought of 
any employment opportunities, even though I got a job at some point only because I spoke Sami. Uh, but that just happened because uh, by that time I knew a lot of people and, you know, it, it was more like recommending me, you know, how it goes, network. But uh, mostly right. when you learn a language like that, uh, you know, most of the people who learn languages, uh, uh, not unlike you and me, they learn it for a practical reason. I want to get a job, my girlfriend or boyfriend speaks it, whatever, uh, but uh, not because of passion or interest, because, you know, no one got time for that. That's, that's, that's true. Right. The, there are really actually very few enthusiasts, like, like, you know, language enthusiasts like us. Uh, it might seem a lot when you go to those events, uh, polyglot gathering, um, the conference, but not really if you look at the <laughs> world population. Most, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it was like 2,511 people that had attended the conference and like 2,000 were online at one time, you know, so it was it was quite an, an amazing turnout, you know, because Richard didn't know how many people was mm-hmm. actually going to show up. And, and I mean, even for even for um, like the polyglot gathering, it was like 1400, 1500 people. And I mean, you know, because no one knew, you know, um, so many people are used to going to places and seeing people in person that the idea of actually doing this online and streaming it live or pre-recorded or whatever uh, mm-hmm. was like a foreign concept. And it was something that they had to step out their comfort zone and take a leap of faith on in order for it to work, which I'm glad that they did, because given the state of the world at the moment you know uh, this is something that's been very helpful for a lot of people especially if you're dealing with mental health and issues or you know financial issues due to being laid off because of the pandemic etc you can't be around your friends you can't be around your family like normal then uh, you know this is a way for you to be able to connect with the same type of um, individuals that enjoy the same things you do. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed um, getting to know a lot more people this way, you know, and I, I've heard from a lot of people, you know, I enjoy this. This should happen again next year. I mean, because everyone's hoping, I mean, everyone's crossing their fingers that people can see each other again in person next year and, you know, I'm like, I try to be as optimistic as possible about that by itself. Um, but realistically, I would give it another year <laughs> just because of how everything is going, especially here yeah. in the U.S. Oh, my God. It's 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 crazy. Like, I just found out someone in my oh building my has coronavirus. They, oh. they sent a letter to everybody. If you don't have to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm a doctor's appointment or the pharmacy or to check your mail or take your animal out, stay in your house. Yeah. So, so, and I, and I, you know, I've been telling my friends who have illnesses, you know, y'all need to wear a mask. You need to social distance. You've got to stop thinking this isn't real. It is. And it's killing people. You know, I lost my best friend to this like six months ago. So, Thank you. And I, you know, people have been dying like left and right. So if it's not from this, it's from other things. And I'm just like, um, 
you know, I'm glad I have my show. I'm glad I'm able to interview people, learn languages, keep my mind occupied. Because if I wouldn't have that, oh my God, I don't know what I would be doing right now. Like literally. So, I mean, this is like a, it's kind of good that there is some positivity coming out of it. Yeah. I mean, I told Richard um, before going uh, on the trip that, because I asked him for some advice. And uh, I said that, like, I think that the greatest joy in one's person's life is to bring joy to others. And, you know, like by organizing this event, I think that that's exactly what he did. And exactly as you said, you know, it, it might not be as valuable for us, those who are used to travel around. And, you know, I'm used, I've been to those events many, many times, but for people who don't have and maybe will never have or never had an opportunity to go to a conference like that uh, due to financial or whatever reasons. Uh, that was uh, just great. And uh, there has to be a space for those people too. So um, yeah, it's great that they did it like that this year. Yeah, I mean, because I, I know me personally, I would have never been able to go to any of these events in person just because of financial reasons. And I don't have a passport. So, I mean, to be honest, the last time I went out the country was 21 years ago and I was 22. So, and I'm 43 now. So, and that was Canada. And that was before 9-11 and it was before Mm -hmm. you had to have a passport. So, you just needed your social security card and birth certificate. Now, you need a passport. Which isn't that much money, but still, if you're on a fixed income, it's a little bit different. So, you got to put back that. But, you know... I'm kind of happy he decided to keep it going even after this year. So if people can't make it, they can still participate right. virtually as well. And and I said, I think that's great because a lot of people really wanted to, but could not do so. And it didn't matter what part of the world you lived in. I mean, this one guy I know, he said he was coming from Nigeria and just to come from Nigeria to LA was like $2,500. Well, wait, no, that was for him to go to L.A. back mm. to Kenya. And I was like, I can imagine that would have been like almost $5,000. It was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's several vacations. That's like a couple years worth of vacation mm. in the States, at least five. I was like, wow. Um, but, I mean, it you know i can definitely understand and i mean now things you know people are starting to realize they can do so much more on the internet than what they could do even in person that's that's great and uh i um also recommended uh, a course that they run uh on northern sami to richard and i know that richard is currently learning uh northern sami or at least he was learning and uh, I don't think that that course is available anymore, but maybe they will, you know, run another round. Uh, so I believe that because before there were some attempts to run a, an online course, but I don't think that it was as easy as that one. And so, like there was a, at least there was right. a course a couple of months ago for Northern Sami as well, which is great. So it's, you know, slowly moving towards <laughs> some, uh, something good, I can say. That, uh, as you said, there are more and more opportunities created online for um, convenience, for keeping people at home in these times, but also for those who will never be able to even go out of their own homes for whatever reason, you know? 
Right. Now, I'm just curious, like, um, do you think that they will make a translation of, um, of like, Harry Potter and Sammy? Or would it be difficult to do? Well, uh, they would have to agree. Stuff? It will most likely be in um, Northern Sami, uh, you know, given that there are right. the, the number of speakers. Uh, but also, once you translate it into Northern right. Sami, I think that other uh, Sami languages might follow. So they have been talking about that for a long time, uh, translation of Harry Potter. Uh, I've heard rumors, and uh, that's something that many people really want, uh, but um, it's not confirmed yet, and nothing is available. Also, as far as I know, you know the, um, um, what do you call it, Mumitrol? Uh, it's a book by a Finnish-Swedish writer uh, that had a famous book, and they also made cartoons. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I actually grew up uh, reading that book in Russian. So that one is available. I know for sure that that one from famous, you know, relatively famous literature, that's available in Sami, uh, in Northern Sami. I, and I saw some clips on uh, YouTube um, on, you know, the cartoons. So, uh, yeah, there is something available uh, but that's that's not enough some western cartoons like some american cartoons on the uh, nrk the norwegian television uh, but you have will have quite restrictive access because you're yeah. not in norway so you have to be you know your ip has to be norwegian then um, there is something available on the swedish and finnish television you can just all follow them uh, on facebook and you can go to their websites and you will see what's available but from big things I mean, they're getting there. There are some Sami YouTubers now, you know, <laughs> even some like Sami makeup tutorials. I've seen, I think, one or two. Uh, so we're getting there, but nothing big so far. But there have been talks and there, ha there have been rumors. So I think that in a couple of years, given that, you know, Disney has really given a push and they were like, wow, we, we did that. Like we got that. And then, you know, for sure we can do more. So now they're and more inspired so i think that there will right. be more good things to come oh that's awesome i'm i'm just curious like um do you teach um sammy to people or is it just for uh i'm a norwegian teacher uh, by um, vocation and i've been teaching norwegian for um, i don't even remember for how many years for i think six years or so uh and uh so that's that's that that's my profession and uh when people ask me to teach other languages i'm always like uh <laughs> well it's norwegian that i teach but actually it's funny that you asked because uh, a month ago there was a polish girl who contacted me on uh, also on facebook and she said you know i saw your video <laughs> well surprise surprise the same video and uh she said that i've been fascinated but she lives in northern sweden where she actually has a chance to speak to some of the Samis, you know, and she said that out of respect for the community, I want to learn it. So I, I told her, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a teacher. <laughs> I mean, not, not a Sami teacher, but I, I, I am still a teacher. So I said, like, you know, my Sami is not perfect. It's rusty. I've forgotten a lot, but I can try. So I've been teaching her um, Sami. It's not, I wouldn't call it teaching because we do a language exchange. Uh, yeah, she's, you know, talking to me in right. Polish. I speak Polish and uh, she's learning Sami. 
so for now it's more of a teaching and later she will pick up the language and we will talk so i don't like to call it teaching but yeah as a form of language exchange i do it but like you know for money uh i wouldn't do it no because i don't think i'm qualified right no i mean are are there are there places where you could get like let's say I became addicted so much that I, I wanted to get certified. You mean like uh, take a test? Uh, yes. Yeah. Technically, there are the school that I mentioned because uh, I took a test there, uh, the some university college. Uh, but uh, they definitely don't do tests online. Uh, but, I mean, you know, you, you should contact them. You should just drop them an email and yeah and see what they tell you uh, okay. because they have a lot of international students uh, like I mean present in person uh, there in Norway so I'm sure that they have some solutions and mm. now with the pandemic more things are available online so I really I'm not the representative I wouldn't speak for themselves it's better that you ask uh, I don't because like Norway is a small country right. so I don't think that the test is available online yet uh, but uh, yeah I mean um, they don't do the the test that I took was not as you would have imagined, you know, the usual test. It was more like uh, now you're going to speak for five minutes, then speak on this topic, speak on that topic. It's not like the usual uh, European uh, yeah, language right. tests, uh, but it's something, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, it's funny because that's how I study. When I study independently, I don't study for a test. I usually yeah, talk then about I, didn't, I think you would do pretty well on that test. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I took Spanish in college and that was my first foreign language, but my third language overall, because I, I learned um, American Sign Language when I was five and became fluent, but since forgot a lot of it. And... Uh, I learned everything by ear and I mean, the teacher would take me in his office and we would have an oral conversation. And that'd be my test. <laughs> so, so I would spend about 12 and a half hours a week. And that was, that included class time too. Two and a half hours worth of class time per week, plus 10 hours worth of studying Spanish. And then outside of that, listening to music in Spanish. And so that's how I became fluent in Spanish, even though my speaking really didn't improve until a couple of years ago, when I was forced to speak it for two hours with somebody from Mexico. I, so. I think Sami would suit you because Sami but, is, first of all, uh, a spoken language. Uh, as, uh, you know, as I told you, uh, the right. official writing system was adopted in 1975. So what about those people who were born before that? They don't really know how to read or write correctly. Uh, a lot of Samis still don't, so they only speak the right. language. Sometimes uh, the Samis even prefer to write to each other in the region, but speak in Sami in person, because uh, you know they're not sure how to write it. And I'm, I'm also, I, I suck at writing in Sami. I always, you know, people know that, and uh, I always miss the accent here and there. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much a spoken language. And they, I remember when I, learning it at that uh, course that I was talking to you about. Uh, I, we always, not only me, but the students always ask, how is it written? How is it written? Tell me, like, how to spell that word. And the teacher would say, don't write. Listen. Just listen. 
you know, don't write, don't depend on writing, don't right. depend on visualizing the word, just listen. So, yeah, Sami is a, right. it has a rich oral tradition, not written, first of all. Yeah, which yeah. is which is up my alley, actually. And, and I mean, because I taught myself Russian in like two and a half years, and I did it all by listening, a lot of it. I would I wouldn't. I, I mean, I wouldn't advise that method to a lot of people just because my method of madness was from six a.m. to midnight, nothing but Russian in the background, and I didn't care what it was. So, I had plenty of nights when I would be listening to Putin's three-hour state-to-state address or four-hour state-to-state address. But, I mean, I also put the time and the work in and, and and did a lot of the memorized courses and did a lot of the Michelle Thomas stuff and listened to podcasts and spoke a lot and recorded myself a lot and talked to people a lot in Russian, even though my grammar sucks. But... But, I mean, that was my first foreign language I ever taught myself. And I was like, well, if I can teach myself this, I can teach myself anything. And, um, yeah, I, and Russians were the first to welcome me into the language community five years ago. So, for me, I even had an ex-boyfriend. And I knew I was fluent when I could speak Russian with his mother. And his mother spoke no English. She only spoke German and Russian. And we talked for three hours in Russian. (laughs) It was hilarious, and I, and I also knew I was fluent when I can understand Tolstoy. That was another one, but that was after like three years, you know. So I tell people that all the time, you know. If you really want to get acquire a language, you want to be able to speak it from day one. You want to be able to listen, regardless if you can't understand something now, you'll be able to understand sure. it later as yeah. time goes on and you listen more. So, but um. Is there any other final advice you would give, um, not only myself, but because I've learned a lot today um, about Sammy, people in language, um, my my seven <laughs> listeners from one fifteen uh, countries. Well, um, yeah, I think that uh, you know, learning Sami, why is that might be relevant for your life? Uh, because as I also mentioned in the video. For those who haven't seen it, go and watch it on YouTube, you know, self-promoting. But okay, jokes aside, um, when you, especially when you travel to that part of the world, um, Sweden, Finland, uh, Norway, um, you know, why should you consider, consider learning Sami? Because uh, when you go there, uh, you will be treated, uh, of course you will be treated with respect, that's no doubt, but you will be treated with, you know, as a close friend. Uh, maybe I can go as far as saying as a member of the family, if you speak some Sami, you know, they uh, really appreciate it. They, uh, it means so much mm-hmm. uh, to them, a lot more than to, uh, for, for instance, you know, a Spanish speaker or a German speaker that you speak some German. Uh, that's a totally um, a different kind of experience. Uh, maybe an experience that you have never had and never will have in your life, you know, to learn that language to communicate with those people and uh, to be close to them. And it's a very, very beautiful language. It sounds, um, yeah, I mean, Chanel can confirm. <laughs> uh, it, I really like the way it sounds. So I um, recommend you uh, taking a look. 
uh, if you want and if you can. And uh, it's not as difficult as it might sound. It, I think it's quite, I wouldn't say easy, but it's what adjective I choose, approachable. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I actually um, did a little bit of uh, Swedish and Norwegian over the summer and, and I, I did it because uh, I was reviewing the Michelle Thomas Swedish and the Norwegian starter course. And I got through the Norwegian starter course very quickly because it was so similar. The vocabulary had overlapped with uh, the Swedish and I wasn't getting confused. But I was so upset because mm-hmm. it was just a starter course. It wasn't a full foundation course. And I wanted to know more. And, um, and then I said, well, wait a minute. They have Sammy. And I, I actually... Uh, contacted the publishing editor for Michelle Thomas and said, okay, you guys did a, a course on um, Irish. Why not Sam? I think there should be more people like you. I mean, if we, yeah. like yes. we as a community, as a world community, you know, if we keep contacting uh, publishers or, um, you know, as happened with the summits and the, the Hollywood last year, you know, if we keep pushing and saying that uh, the favorite phrase of the Sami people, uh, like that's uh, sort of a slogan, motto right now is, um, we are still here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that there is a song uh, called uh, that and they, you know, they keep repeating that phrase, we are still here. So, you know, uh, that's, I think that that's what we should be doing as a community. Maybe even if you don't speak the language and maybe if you don't ever want to learn it or travel there, you know, just by talking about it, just by saying, you know, pushing the big publishers, and uh, course creators, YouTubers, whatever, just saying that, you know, there is this language. It needs attention. It's alive, you know, and I don't want it to die. So let's do something as a community. Let's publish a course. Let's publish a book. If Michelle Thomas or a teacher self published a course uh, in Sami, you know, that would be just amazing. Yeah, because I brought that up and I also brought up the Basque language as well because I know here in, in the States, um, from what um, I have found out, there's a pretty large Basque population here in the U.S. But I was really shocked when I found out that there was a few people that lived in Alaska, which I don't know these people personally, but they're of Sami heritage and they don't even know their language and they want to know it. And I'm just like, why can't we why can't yeah. there be a course out there why i mean i know i know you talked at the southern sammy which i was going to review for their app anyway um but i because they said they're they're looking to see if they can get northern sammy next but that was the first one they they were able to get a course for for their particular app but um I was, I was like, oh, I can't wait to find out if there's more resources so I can, because there are people in my language group on Facebook that want to learn it. And I'm like, and there are people that are learning it right now. And I'm like, okay, they're learning Northern Sami right now. One's in Finland and she's learning, she's learning Finnish and Northern Sami at the same time. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, 
You, you know, and I actually wonder if I start a Sami language group, how many people would, well, would be really interested? Go ahead and you will see. That, yeah, because I mean, I, I like taking risks like that and talking about interesting um, topics like this and languages because it's like, I, I um, right now I'm teaching myself Persian uh, Levantine Arabic and I, I taught myself a little bit of Malay just because a friend of mine um, lives in Malay and I kind of wanted to just speak a little bit of it but not not much but just to have a taste of it and um, it was you know it didn't seem very difficult to, to pick up the basics you know introductory stuff but um, I said oh I still want to I made a, a declaration that I would spend two years on learning Sami and Persian and well, yeah, <laughs> good luck. All the so. <laughs> How do you um, say thank, thank you? Is Gisto. Hello. Uh, yeah. And Gisto? hello is uh, complicated <laughs> because it uh, depends on, you know, different, um, yeah, the, on, depends on the time of the day, etc. But I can give you a universal one. That would be Bures. Yeah, very good. And you normally, I have Boris. to add that you normally have to shake hands when you say that. But you know, given that we speak online, I guess it. I guess it's okay. Right. Now, okay, if it's Boris, what? Okay, um, because I, I, I learned a little bit of, a little bit of the southern diet. I mean, very basic. So, um. Would, would it be um like good afternoon? Uh, so uh, the word uh, de derives from the adjective good, right? Good afternoon. So uh, you didn't finish the phrase. Uh, there is forty right. something, uh, I, but I don't speak uh, southern. Uh, so in uh, northern Sami, it's what uh, a baby. So water is, you know, good oh, and baby God. is afternoon uh, or actually it means day. So it's that easy. Good day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, body baby. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was just like, oh, it, in, because I, I did a little bit of it and I said, the only thing, the only flaw with it is that you can't hear the sounds. Mm. the audio on the app I see. <laughs> so I have yeah. to guess yeah so so um for the memorized but I think that's for Southern Sammy but I am going to download their Northern Sammy after I get off of here because I I want to yeah I I tell and everybody's like you're going to go for the audio I was like yeah I mean if you do a little bit every day yeah you You'll get there. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any plans to like become native or anything like that. But even if it was conversational, B one. Yeah, go for it. Do it. She was like, "Is now?" I'm just curious. One final question. Well, two final questions. What? Um. After you finished, you know the the course at the mm -hmm. you know 
with the students and with the teachers. Um, where did that put you at, like, as far as, like, speaking ability and um, being able to understand? Yeah, good question. Uh, well, uh, I was blocked and I didn't speak or understand that much for about two months, I think. And then all of a sudden I started speaking just like that. You know, like it's just somehow came to me and I started speaking more and more with uh, my friends, with the people I knew or with <laughs> anyone who was willing to listen. And uh, then uh, what happened is that uh, I met my ex-boyfriend and he's a native Sami speaker. So, of course, that improved my ability to speak Sami a lot because we spoke Sami every day. And uh, yeah, that helped a lot uh, for me to achieve my fluency. Um, Gisto? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, oh, um, okay. Thank you for coming on to the that show. That okay. is also very complicated you? because it basically depends on uh, whether you're leaving or uh, staying. And again, as we speak online, it's hard to tell because we're both leaving. <laughs> and uh, also it depends on the number of people. You know, so either you say, you see like the, the, in Sami, number of people is very important. And they also have, if you're learning Arabic, uh, you should know that they also have a dual form, right. Musanna. Uh, so, you know, like you two uh, or we two or they two. Right. And uh, yeah, Sami has it a little bit more developed than Arabic. Uh, so, um, right. yeah, it depends on whether two people or two more people. But uh, that's just for clarity, because the Samis love clarity. <laughs> I know if any Sami person will listen to this, I know that they will approve, because I was very clear. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they are very precise. So uh, I can teach you the one for um, uh, goodbye when someone goes, I guess. I think that that's the most, uh, and also that's quite easy to pronounce. Okay. Um, so it means go healthy, leave healthy. Isn't it beautiful? Mana <laughs> Deravan. Perfect. You nailed it. Mana Deravan. You know, and it's so weird because everyone asks me all the time, why do you pick the hard languages to learn and your pronunciation is so good? I'm like, because I listen. I learn by listening. So, you know, it's not it's not that hard when you listen. I think listening is very important. We need more of that in the world in general. Uh yeah, well they, yeah. they also that I think that should be the number one thing they learn how to do before they do anything when it comes to learning a language. Because everybody wants to read and write. I was like, okay, so when you go over there, you can't order food, you can't go shopping, you can't ask for directions, you can't ask for help, you can't function right in the language because you were too busy trying to read and write it off when in fact all they do is speak no one has time to write anything down as a matter of fact no one's really doing that unless you're texting somebody but i don't live on mm. text like yeah i live on you're so right communication. <laughs> yeah which i wish i wish people would would understand the reading and writing comes later once you um, once you uh, learn the majority of the language, you know, to be able to function, mm -hmm. you'll be able to read and write after that. You know, so, I mean, at least that comes for me later on. 
And um, yeah, like right now when you were talking about plurals and I'm sitting up there thinking about you all plural in Persian because I had just finished doing a couple Persian course um, lessons on my on my Memorize app while I was doing my laundry this morning before I talked to you this afternoon. And um, I was just like, oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, because it was plural because we were talking about more than one person. And, it, and the <laughs> word just came up in my head and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is like, you know, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about Persian, but because that was the last language I had in my head before I started talking to you. Um, yeah, that came up. And so I'm like, oh, well, this doing this every every day, a little bit every day, 10, 15 words a day does work. You know, <laughs> but um, um, Gito, thank you for coming on to the show. Um, where can people find you if they want to um, um, connect with I you guess on Facebook? social media? <laughs> Yeah, we have my uh, uh, name, uh, Irana Dahl. Okay. So it should be easy. <laughs> yeah, Olu Gihtu Chanel and Mana Deram. Yeah. Oh, Mana Yeah, you can do it again. Mana Deram. I said it right the first time. Perfect. Mana Bye, everybody, and I will see you guys in the next episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. Remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy your language learning um, journey. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone who celebrates Thanksgiving.